Hello, guys and ghouls. This is Vincent Price talking to you about scary movies. Oh my god, Vincent, how are you? I'm wow, talking I to you, you from beyond the grave. Wow. What's it like? It's it's cold. Help me, God. What's hell like, <laughs> no, it's Vincent? Vincent, I'm so sorry. Vincent Price is in hell? Vincent Price is for sure in hell. How dare you? What? Nobody with a pencil mustache yeah, is allowed in hell. Vincent Price would want to be in hell. That's true, actually. No. He's hanging out with Michael Jackson in heaven. And Superman. And Hitler. Hey, what What are we doing? Okay. I don't know. Uh, well, welcome to Darko uh, Malboy Podcast. This is Vincent Price again. Now you just sound like an old Jewish man. I mean, he kind of... Oh, okay. sweetie, you forgot the gefilte fish. So this week we watched The Blair Witch Project. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for oh, years. Yeah. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. We're I don't. lost. Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. But how do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's all because of me that we're here now. <laughs> Hungry. And cold. And hunted. <laughs> Just want to apologize. Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. <laughs> Tell me where you are, Josh! <laughs> I'm gonna die out of here. More like the Blair Bitch Project. <sighs> this is where no. I put in the. Me, me, DJ Khaled. Yep. Well, this is gonna suck. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. The Vincent Price bit. I was, was trying good. to like think of the DJ Khaled thing. Wasn't as good. Was it? Yeah, was it I good? Think so. I thought the Vincent I was trying Price to think of stuff. Funny. I was trying to think of stuff to like talk about while I was watching this. It's only like 80 minutes long, which is on. It's actually a pretty good. Like I like that in a movie when it's like 80 to 100 minutes long. When it's um, not a four-hour Star Wars movie. So the original. The original cut of this movie was supposed to be two and a half hours. That would have been unbearable. This is yeah. A, I had read that they only shot. Um, oh, hi. I had read that they had only shot. Hi, Julia. hours of footage, which like is not that much. Yeah, for they shot it was it was an eight day shoot. I'm Scott, by the way. I'm, I'm Sam. Scott. Oh, and that, that, I'm. That's Mitchell. not the movie we're watching this week. And I'm, I'm Sam. The movie we're watching this week. The uh, gang's all here, folks. Yeah. No. This I like it when movies are pragmatic. Isn't it nice to kind of just get to the point? There is a I there is a lot about this movie on a second viewing that I appreciated much more. Like the fact that the first twenty minutes does feel like a bunch of dipshit film students just going in the woods and being like, "I'm gonna be the next great film director." This is Burkittsville, formerly Blair. It is a small, quiet Maryland town, much like a small, quiet town anywhere. No more than 20 families laid their roots here over 200 years ago, many of whom remain either on this hill or in the town below. 
And in fact, that is not really the next acting. Michael Moore. Well, yeah, and That's like what it was because they had like two different cameras. One was digital, the other was like film. You know, for a fact, they weren't gonna like color correct or color grade at all in post. Well, no, they did. <laughs> the people who found the footage did. Uh, right. Um, they like specifically like degraded some of the footage later to make it look more like the style and the actor who was using the 16 millimeter didn't know how to use it yeah, I barely know um and like broke it <laughs> he like broke it during like <laughs> filming that's where most of the sixty thousand dollar budget went then yeah totally although like it it's it was ranked as like the like the highest grossing indie film and then came along probably and them because like it costs yeah. oh really no no it was like my big fat greek wedding or something it was it actually it was my big my big uh, fat big greek, greek wedding, wedding but, um, movie? but it is an indie movie because this yeah this cost sixty thousand which made like million yeah yeah it made like 250 million yeah. um this came out in 1999 january 25th everything about it and sundance it takes it was place removed. in 1994 yeah it was released like in theaters for everyone in July of 1999. So that's exciting. This was, I guess, an indie movie, which they uh, made a S ton of money on, as you correctly surmised. You're allowed to say shit. Yeah, shit. Is swearing. This in. movie went up against uh, Deep Blue Sea and The Sixth Sense. Isn't that weird? Not really. It's a much better movie than both of those. This film grossed $140 million in U.S. and Canada and $108 million mm. in other territories for a total of $248 million, which is a lot of money. Yeah, it was also nominated for a Razzie. Yeah, actually, we'll talk about that later because I think that's interesting. Couple I Razzies. Hate the Razzies. Couple Razzies, not just one, a couple. Halle Berry won a Razzie for Catwoman. Yeah, she did. And she made her... She made her agent go on stage and accept that the award was, for it. That was probably deserved. All right, so let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Okay, so the the style of found footage. Uh, this is kind of like, this was not the first, but it's kind of like the first famous. I think mm. I read Cannibal yeah, Holocaust. I was Cannibal Holocaust the first. is probably the other yeah. important mm-hmm. one. Um, is this movie okay on its own or is it held up completely by the novelty of that i i actually think this movie is kind of a the only found footage movie worth watching because i think it's like good and i also think that Mm -hmm. all the other ones like all the paranormal activity movies are just so fucking boring it is it is literally still 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 shots uh, fast forward. Sometimes something spooky happens. This, they're like actually trying to like be filmmakers. Like it, there is a craft and artistry behind this that is doesn't exist in like Paranormal Activity or like any of that other shit. A Cloverdale. What are the other ones? Like Chronicle. Cloverdale. It's called Cloverfield. <laughs> Fuck you, JJ. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. That's so word. I didn't know what found footage was, nor did I know anything about this movie. And Mitchell was explaining just the basic, like, what found footage is. And I was like, okay. I, I thought it was literally people found footage and decided to try to turn it into a movie, which is not what it is, um, if you were wondering. And then Mitchell was like, okay, so it's a bunch of film students and people who aren't really actors, and they go on the woods and make a movie for really cheap. 
So when we were watching it, I was very confused as to what was and wasn't actually just that, because that's kind of also what they were doing in the movie, and I was very disoriented. They actually, like half, I think like most of that's right, but they actually, so they the are actors. actors. Yeah, uh, which is what I said. No, I, I mean, said, I she just the, didn't understand what I said, apparently. No, I meant the, the, the people that they were interviewing and stuff. I thought they were just finding people off the street and asking them about a random thing and people just had something well, to say for they, some reason. Like the the directors and the producers like planted people in the town. Oh, uh, we're doing a documentary yeah. about the Blair Witch. Oh. Oh, have you heard of the Blair Witch? Oh yeah. That, that's an old, old, old story. To just like hang out that like these actors would have to go up and interview. So like a lot of it is like kind of like off the cuff. I wouldn't really call it improv, well, but it it's like off the cuff kind of like. Most of it was, or stuff. like a good chunk of. Most of the stuff in the woods improv. is. Most of the stuff in the woods is improv, because you can you mm-hmm. can see them Definitely. fucking up lines. Because there's she'll start to say something, or he's like, "I gotta go see my dad girlfriend." Yeah. <laughs> Josh says that at one point. He's like, he starts to say something else, and then he's like, "No, it'd be better if I said this." Okay. Well, I feel like that's like I. I'm gonna have to be the man out here Um, I think this movie actually sucks without it it's that the found footage I think makes this movie without that I don't think it stands up on his own I think what is kind of nice about it is that it gives you a sense that this actually happened and that's what makes it scary I guess and this movie was marketed Mm -hmm. that way I think when it was at Sundance, it was credited to deceased. So they wanted you to think this actually was like a real thing. Well, and I don't I think forget the website and the TV the website, ads and all yeah. the newspaper ads and stuff. And Cloverdale and literal had obituaries. the same type of marketing. So this is like, I think that's what actually makes this movie anything is the way that we're shown what's happening because if it was just like you know the standard third person camera thing going on i don't think this movie is anything so are you saying like if it was just shot about like these three people going off and like doing this thing but like it wasn't well i guess you can't even have this movie without that you can't even set up this premise without that i mean it's this that's really the entire movie right and so i think that that makes it work like That's the it's, whole premise. And it's not like I, we're running a trend like the Paranormal yeah. Activity movies. Yeah. I really admire them, too, for sticking to their guns. Um, and there's, like, I watch this movie now, after you know, and I've seen it, it, you know, at least, like, ten times and, like, trying to, like, like look into the background, you know, like, for something. And there's never anything there, but that's always a thing. I'm like, maybe, like, this time there'll be, I'll see something different. And, you know, what I saw this time, I guess, was, like, like I, I felt bad for them, um, but they really stick to their guns and never show anything. It's always this malevolent anti-presence. That's yeah. Present. This is this is a movie that is entirely made in the edit. Essentially, all the sound design, all those little mm-hmm. things, are what make this movie creepy and scary and give that feeling. Because there was a really good moment of sound design at the end too. No, there's a lot of great when, like you'll hear like little things like especially like all the stuff at the night is really good. But even during the day, you'll hear like these little things and you're like, is that I actually hear that or is that just like part of mm-hmm. something else? Like, right, was, like that was that outside or like, yeah, the uh, 
at the end when Mike goes into the basement. she's still upstairs and the audio is still recording her screaming. It's the sound of her screaming, getting closer and closer to his audio equipment. And so she sounds really far away. And then as she, as we get closer and closer to the ending, as she goes into the basement, her screams like pick up, like without echo. It's, it's really nice. Yeah, no, this, this is a movie that I think if, if the editor had done it in a different way would not have landed nearly as well. This is, like I said, this is, it's if, like you said, if it was originally going to be two and a half hours, which I, I cannot imagine no, what yeah. that would be like. That no, God, no. <laughs> but I think like found footage is what makes this work. And for other found footage movies, they don't have to be found footage. And, and like, it's kind of boring that they're found footage. And for this one, I, I think like, yeah, like it, it makes it, work and it's like what it's but all about you, i'm just saying if you told somebody the premise it's three people being scared of a witch in the forest without any knowledge of this movie it wouldn't sound that good it's literally just the the way they shot it i, don't know, I would still watch that but, but i like horror a lot it's it's just a little it's a little trite but i don't think without the found footage i think maybe now it's trite but i don't think it was trite no i'm saying that premise is trite i'm the way they did this i think was super novel and why this movie is anything yeah no this could have been a very like basic like b movie essentially like people go in the woods for 90 percent of it and nothing really happens because you don't see the blair witch you don't see anything happen essentially i mean the closest thing is when mike's in the corner and when the little bundle of wood with the is that a tongue or a tooth yeah it's a tongue and a teeth, it, up. I think. it was it was a tooth it was part of his tongue and his hair i i saw the tooth and i was like i think that's a tongue but i'm not sure yeah but that's it that's that was a clue because they were they were saying oh well we're not sure it's actually him because he's just it could just be the witch luring us in he didn't have a tongue it would have been hard to be making any mouth sounds other than just. Well, but also maybe it's like Annihilation where the thing like mimics your voice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Blair Witch. The Blair is Witch is mimicking his voice. skull monster. Yes. Man bear pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So second thing. <sighs> the acting. So I think. Most of these people are professional actors. We were talking about Razzies earlier. Heather Donahue, which is the woman, uh, won the Razzie for worst actress for this movie. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow. What do you guys think? I actually looked I... at. I, I watched this with with Scott the Fourth, and I looked over and I was like, you know what? These people are actually acting scared. And then I looked it up, and it was like, actually, no. This apparently people thought that they sucked. I thought they did a good job i thought that like for like there's that level of like people being filmed and like allowing it where it's like they know the cameras on them and so like their emotions are all like tied up and maybe it's just an excuse but you know i thought they did fine especially mike i thought mike I thought was she great and mike were the two like most solid parts of the movie because obviously there's two really iconic shots in this movie the one where she has the camera tilted up at her face and she's crying and then Mike in the corner. I think she, I think the, what was her name? Francis Dollaride? What was her name, Scott? 
Heather, Heather Donahue. Heather Donahue. Heather Donahue. I said Donahue. Francis Dollarhide. Um, no, she was, I was shocked at how, like, I think the main leads are very, very good. Um, there's a couple townsfolk who are a little funny. Oh my God. That mom and the her da- daughter? The daughter was really that good. Was- really good i didn't know what the fuck like i keep trying to figure out like how they got that, that shot with the daughter's like no I was too. no you can't turn, that was a young kid to be able to have her effectively do anything without it being cheesy as all fuck she just must have been yeah. scared like that she yeah. was the best actress just... in this entire movie she was scared that three-year-old nailed it i found heather's fake crying absolutely obnoxious it pulled me right out of everything like i'd but I feel like that was part of like who she is. She's is, right? disingenuous yeah, she's and like, fake. An, yeah, she's yeah. like annoying. Yeah, and so maybe it's like an editing thing where they like edited it to like make because apparently there's like all this other stuff between like her and Josh that, you know, it seems like Mike's the antagonist, but like in the footage that they shot, like Josh actually antagonizes more, more, her yeah. more. Yeah, they only have that one um, fight, and they cut they cut most of that out. Yeah, they have the one moment of that. I don't know. I, I found her acting to be the most distracting of all of it. Um, oh, they were good. I I think it's just a personality, yeah, but whatever, whatever. I think whatever. that these characters are pretty irredeemable just from like a, a nuisance annoyance level. I'm very, very irritated mm-hmm. by all of them. And at the end of it, I'm kind of happy well, I think, died, I think honestly. I, I like Mike, Mike the most for really? sure, though. Mike's a great guy. I love Mike. Yeah. I would hang out with Mike. Mike's the homie. He fucking yells about nothing. He like did. Half. He did spend like sixty percent of the movie screaming. But everyone screaming. spent most of the movie screaming. How much of this movie actually, um, like, takes place on camera, not just like staring at the ground? Like, thirty percent of Maybe. of ground to seventy percent action. <laughs> Julia was complaining about getting a headache. It from does how, get like low quality and genuinely moving the, leaves, the footage was just leaves shaking on the screen. I was like, I'm literally like nauseous right now. Yeah, they they, they made people uh, that were prone to nausea sit in Scott, the aisle. Scott the fourth said that he saw this in theaters and somebody puked. I, as a five year old, I would have loved to have seen it just to experience it and never be normal ever again. No, and the other thing I was thinking about is, and this is such a weird thought, this movie, in terms of, like, the cultural impact, I think is the closest thing to, like, The Exorcist. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of, like, scariest movie you'll ever see, like, that sort of generation-defining horror movie that set up a lot of, like, bad Mm. rip-offs and all that stuff. Well, it it shows up in Scary Movie, so it must be a cultural touchstone. Yeah, it was, but both of them were made by, both of those were, like, like, I remember, well, your dad's, I guess, on the cusp, right? He's like a Gen X he's, and a boomer. He, I would boomer say, spirit, I would say he's a boomer. Age. He's a boomer X. Yeah. He, cause he talks about The Exorcist and he talks about this movie being very scary. But my parents only talk about this movie being very scary. Yeah. No, like, like I said, I, I think this is like sort of, remember in, in the lost audio of Mallrats, um, we we're talking about like Gen X movies. I think this is one of those like, kind of in the pantheon of like that generation, like generational defining movies, maybe I, even millennial. Okay. But I don't think Mallrats is like a, I don't know. Mallrats is a generational defining movie. I think like Mallrats is like a generational movie for sure. For fucking sure. Hands down the mall era. Yeah. That's like definitely that. But I don't, I think this is more defining than, than Mallrats is. Mallrats didn't have like copycats made of it. Yeah. You know, I guess, I guess uh, Mallrats and this are both very much of that era i you couldn't make mall rats today and i don't think you can make this movie today 
They just announced a sequel today. To Mallrats? He finished the second draft, or the first draft of the new script. I thought he'd been working on that for like six years. Anyways. Yeah, it's called like Dawn of the Mallrats or something. Uh, Julia, as the youngest of all of us, did this, do you have any like, did this movie, was this a thing growing up? Like, oh, go watch Blair Witch Project. This wasn't a thing. I had heard of it growing up a lot. I'd heard of it my whole life, but I've never, this was my first time watching it. And especially the scene where she's pointing the camera at her own face and crying and apologizing to her parents and everybody's parents saying, this is my fault. I, it reminded me of every horror movie or shitty horror movie I've ever seen in my life has a very similar scene. And I didn't know that this was the origin of that idea. So it made a lot of sense relative to the garbage scary movies I've seen. So I do think that it definitely influenced how people but make okay but you had never seen like paranormal activity or like vhs or rec or any of those movies that are like found footage because you no. you were you were too sam i think you and i would have been in like the age range for that right yeah uh i remember being told that this was a very scary movie it came out when i was five and then i remember watching it when i was 12 or 13 and being like, this is not as scary as people made it out to be. Like, it's like a little bit scary. But like, I, th- I definitely think it was like a cultural moment that people were tapped into. And it wasn't, it's not actually um, that scary. Actually that, well, real quick, the, the title block where it goes, uh, you know, we found this footage in the forest or whatever is super used now too. Also, the next question was, is this movie actually scary? Absolutely not. I think it's I thought scary. it was interesting. I no. think it's scary. I think it's very emotional. I don't think it's I think that it's scary. it I think I I think it's scary. I was like I'm every time the first time I watched it with you, I was scared out of my mind. Within the genre of horror with you, with yeah. Me? Like a couple years ago. Oh. Uh, I don't remember that. As someone who's scared of everything nope. all the time. <laughs> Sorry. I literally was like I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I this was like a very I don't know. I think there's just something about being in the woods and like kind of that, like I said, that feeling of like when, and Julia was like laughing, but when those like little tree fetishes show up, like in the trees, that, that part freaks me the fuck out. Cause if I, if I walked up and saw that, I'd be like, fuck this. I think like, that's like, okay. I remember before I watched this movie, I might've been 10 years old, maybe 11. And it was like Halloween and we had like all these sticks like in our backyard and my dad and my stepmom decorated our front porch with like, like, like I, I remember like being a child and like lashing together those figures with twine. And then like, we like strung them up on our front porch. And I remember like, after we got home from trick or treating, like, like wait, like there were still kids out and like kids would come up, but like parents would like walk by and look up at the front porch and be like, fuck that. I'm not going up there. But like, they would send their like six-year-old up to get candy. I, yeah, th- that's definitely like the creepiest part of the whole thing. I think the, movie. I think the problem with that though, is that that is such a like indelible image and so used in popular culture that it has lost its scare factor because I've seen that before. 
I've seen this movie before, but I've seen it everywhere, and that means nothing to me anymore. It's not, like, scary now. It's just like, oh, it's that thing from Blair Witt. Well, so is it, like, a matter of, like, the movie isn't scary, or we've just been desensitized? that. I bet when this came out, it was scary as hell. Yeah, that's the thing. None of this felt new to me because I've seen it all before without ever having known its origin. So then when I watched this, I was like, oh, okay. So this is like watching like Casablanca for the first time when you're like 20 for Julia. I'm also a smooth brain horror person and I just, this kind of stuff doesn't scare me. So that was kind of why I, I guess like wanted to like talk about this category a lot is because I think some stuff is scary at first and then you see it a second time and it's like, oh, whatever. Um, But then like there are certain movies that you can watch over and over and over again and like those are actual movies and you can like gain appreciation from them. But like the conversation of like whether or not we've been desensitized, I think is. Well, like there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of satire about the ring, you know, that video that they watch in the ring. There's been a lot of that has been made fun of a lot. And when I watched that movie the first time I was scared shitless. Now, if I watched it, I would probably giggle a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting talking about because I brought up The Exorcist earlier, and Sam, it's interesting that you brought up the rewatching thing and making you appreciate it more. This movie, I think, on repeated rewatches, probably loses a little bit of its like thrills. But I, I think, like technically, I appreciated it a lot more this time than I did the first time. And I don't know if that's because because of school, I'm learning more about how you know the the meat gets made. Um, but with something like The Exorcist. The Exorcist mm. is like, I've watched it probably three or four times. And every time I watch it, I pick up something new. Like whether it's uh, Damien Karras's character or like all that stuff. And I don't think this movie quite has that level of depth. But I think there is a lot of interesting, Nicole. It's not a great movie. It's it. novel. And, and that's why it's good. I don't think it's even novel because if it was novel... It was novel when it happened. Wait, which one? No, this movie is very novel. I don't think I agree with, like, because this came out 20 years. Came out 20 years after Cannibal Holocaust came out. No one had seen this before. Well, that's the only thing that was like this before. This was the first movie like this. Cannibal Holocaust is unwatchable. Found footage is a joke now, but when this first came out, no one had seen this before. Okay, but what I'm saying is if you look at the other found footage movies that try to take that concept, none of them are as interesting or as well executed as this movie. Every single Paranormal Activity movie is the fucking same. They've made, what, like eight of them? Uh, REC is okay. VHS, none of those need to be found footage. Uh, I just... Is VHS found footage? I I don't know. They're all like handheld camcorders. Like... Chronicle, yeah, yeah, I hate like that. Chronicle too, even like none of this shit needs to be found footage. It doesn't do anything interesting with it, like Blair Witch Project did. I don't All think right, it's so, a novel. I think it's genuinely the, the only interesting example of this style of filmmaking. I would completely agree with that because I think that like the normal found footage movies that we have nowadays are like shot and reshot and all this stuff but like these people were like actually out in the woods like they often didn't know where they were going like the people who shake the tent are like producers and the people in the tent did not know that was gonna fucking happen like the people who were like breaking sticks and stuff like these were just people in the woods literally and they they really tried to like do that like method capture the essence thing and i don't know of another fan footage movie that actually does that or has ever done that even Cannibal Holocaust, I don't think, did that. They just murdered a turtle. 
Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Kettle all costs fucking sucks. I hate Julia's face just there was the gold. Batman. I fucking hate that movie. Turtle? They yeah they kill it and eat it. That's fucked up. It's a fucked up movie. Yeah, it's, it's a Italian. Film. You got to be specific here. It's an Italian movie. Yeah, uh, no, I like a, this movie. I think is manja. Yeah, and with this movie, it was very cheaply made. But again, there was craft and thought and effort that went into it. Where with like paranormal Absolutely. activity, there's not. It's seventy five minutes of still or not still shots, but static shots, people talking, and then every once in a while something goes boo with a loud stink. Or there's like those like I remember in the first one there's like those weird footsteps on the carpet that get imprinted. I thought that was the only scary part of the whole movie. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck. And then like she gets dragged out of bed. Like that was it. So the issue I have with the comparison, these are both found footage movies. True. Paranormal Activity is a movie about ghosts in a haunted house. This is a movie, I think, more like survival horror almost. They're not really the same thing. Yeah. No, but those movies are, are like incredibly small budget like this movie they're trying to go for that feel without any of the the thought or the care or the the um but paranormal activity just took a bunch of ghost tropes and tried to make them into a movie this movie was like let's run away from something scary it's kind of like two different very different ideas well and like i guess like in paranormal activity there is the idea that, yeah, it's, like, less survival-y, right? Because you can just run away. And, in fact, I think they talk about that in, like, one of the scary movies. They're like, it's haunted by... Yeah, they, they, they can't run away, right, in this. And I think, actually... That's the part that's, that's scary. Yeah, maybe that's a, another plus for this movie is they they are lost. They can't get out. And then when they try to get out, that log has been overturned and there is there is no escape. There is no escape from the blue. Well, here's, here's the question I have. Did everything go to shit when she knocked over that little pile of rocks? When Josh, Josh, when Josh knocked, knocked over. over the pile of rocks, is yes. that what? And that's, that's why he got yeah. chosen. Uh oh, we're getting we're getting into Blair Witch lore. Alert, alert, alert. Yeah, and then he, and then they all then they woke up the next day and those there were three piles of rocks, three graves outside of their thing, marking them. Because they probably would have been fine if he didn't knock over those fucking rocks. And that's yeah, why they were just like on ghost vacation. Shit, and that's why he yeah, but Mike got shit, taken. Mike shit got thrown around too. Okay, well, we can leave the the speculation about Blair Witch lore uh, to some sort of early 2000s message boards. Interesting fact, this actually, I was talking about Razzies earlier. Here's another one. Uh, this was, this one worst picture. It didn't, did, I don't think no, it, won, it was nominated. It? Sorry, nominated, not one, nominated. Nominated for worst picture in 1999. I, yikes. Uh, definitely not that. That's bad. God. I, the Razzies are so no. fucking stupid. Yeah, they're like this they is bad. This? They nominated this award for like six awards. Awards the first year they did it. I don't okay, like the ending of this movie doesn't deserve a Razzie, but I don't. The ending of this movie is, I think it's like a lot of lists that have like oh best endings of movies. This one, this kind of shows up on it. Um, obviously it's kind of a dark ending. But do you guys think it it works, or is it just kind of like an easy way out? I think it's one of the only parts that like really, really kind of works for this movie, um, because it shows them 
again sticking to their guns they're just like yep you're not gonna see it it's gonna be weird exactly i thought that if there was any kind of further explanation whatsoever it would lose all of what was scary about it in the first place and that would make it dumb like every other movie following this that took bits and pieces from it they shot multiple endings there were all four of them there was like him getting crucified him being hung him like bloody and like having his liver ripped out like there there was other shit that was shot and they went with like the original one that they shot when they like ran out of money which is probably one of the most iconic shots of horror cinema there is there's two in this movie in the last 20 minutes i don't know i think the last 20 minutes of this movie are probably some of the most effective horror set pieces i think i've seen the when she when she mm-hmm. wakes up and finds the little bundle of twigs mm-hmm. from then on this movie is i think probably so as the soon most as the, tense as soon as man bun goes away as soon as man bun goes yeah. away yes yeah well that's when things start to get real at all because other than that it was just oh no we have to stay here another night i can't return my camera on time like there was no consequences for the number for the number of times that i've seen this movie i would think that like because like i I always try to keep count of like okay like this happened and this happened and then this happens but i always lose track of time during this movie which i think it does really well It, it i don't know if it is even still just drawing me in on like what it is i don't know if that's what's happening but there's something about it where it's just like I I feel a little scatterbrained while I watch it. And maybe it's because of how they shot it where it's just like I, I don't like all now we're at the house. Like I thought there was like another night of camping before they would get to the house. And it's like, oh, no, now we're in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I always because I had only seen this once before. And like I said, it was with you. But I, I always thought shit happened the next day after they wake up and find Josh gone. I thought that was when shit went down. Not that next night. I thought it happened earlier. So. I think that there's a lot of um, it does fuck with you because everything does look so similar and it, it you do feel mm-hmm. lost as well. Like you you kind of are like, well, I is that the same log? Like, I can't quite tell. Oh, shit, it is like. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they I think another part of this movie that I actually found interesting, too, was I couldn't tell when they were losing it and when things were actually happening. Kind of lighthouse esque in the what is real and what is just them fucking with each other's heads or fucking with their own heads and i found that to be really interesting because i didn't recognize when they're like oh my god we've been walking south for 12 hours and we're at the same log i I genuinely didn't think it was the same log and i almost thought that that was cooler than it having been that they actually Mm -hmm. somehow moved in a circle there's a whole day of footage that's just gone where it's just heather and mike like they wake up in the morning and then it cuts like 12 hours later and they're like setting up camp it i think it really does play with senses in that way like a sense of time and maybe that's sort of like a like if we are jaded and we are kind of like over what this movie was initially about maybe like the thing to pick up on about it is like just kind of how confusing it 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 can how how confused your own perception can get yeah i think that's why it was my favorite element of the movie because i've seen the rest in a thousand different shitty shitty forms um so this is something that watching this for the first time long past it was doing something original that piece still held up and i found it the most interesting and yeah, the was closest it, to being scary of any of it it wasn't just a cheap crash cash grab like the nun yeah fuck i actually i actually <laughs> think that the 
wandering in the woods like losing their minds is way scarier than the end for some reason to me like the end yeah for sure mm-hmm. and they really draw yeah. you in on yeah, that kind of seems like premise. all right well this was i guess the logical the logical ending of this i don't really care about them as people so whatever it all kind of mixes together right because it's all kind of looking the same like all woods all lost all leaves all whatever all horribly fucking grainy <laughs> 16 was nice which i I, like i think they probably included the the 16 millimeter camera just because they're like if we have this all be digital handheld people are gonna be fucking pissed so we need some artistry people are gonna throw up um i was close and we're watching it on not a big tv all right well does anyone have any random asides they want to air their grievances or whatever i was just gonna say usually with these kinds of movies the people who make them go on to make at least another movie that you've heard of i can't i can't think of a single movie and i don't even know who made this movie which i think is the weirdest part because this is such like i said there's a lot of like artistry and craft in this that doesn't exist in like the paranormal activity movies but like i can you guys do you guys know a single movie honestly do you want to know why I think that is? Why? Okay, so let me back up. Let me tell you a story okay. real quick. We were sitting okay. there watching this movie and the internet went out, right? And so I had like memorized where we were in the movie. It was like 40 minutes in or something like that. And so we go back and my dad had bought both this movie and the movie called Just Blair Witch, right? Which is the third one. So he turns that movie on on accident goes in 40 minutes the camera looks way better and we're sitting there like what the fuck happened uh why does this look completely different but they're at the same house they're doing the same stuff so i was like maybe this is maybe just skipped some no it was a different movie i think the reason this movie these people got forgotten is because the sequels that came out were so shit that everyone was like well is this movie actually good? And now we're back at like what Paranormal Activity 1 was maybe good, but is Paranormal Activity 8 good? Is Saw 1 good? Yes, it is. Is Saw 8 good? Probably not. It's this. It's the chronic sequel fatigue, I think. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch, and I think there's another thing too, but I can't remember. There was, there was like a short film I think they made to promote this. And everyone gets I owned just, in the other two movies too. Actually, I think if I'm remembering, has has anyone ever watched Marble Hornets? What Marble Hornets? The the Slenderman YouTube no. series that started that whole thing, which is also like it's like kind of like found Never footage. I feel like it's like scary. It's like scary the first time you watch it, and there's like one thing that stands out. Like again, like forty episodes in. But other than that, like, I mean, it's it's just all sort of part of a, like a novel phenomenon. Like, it's not it's not that interesting. Yeah, I think I think sequel fatigue ties into it. And also the fact that it's more the style than anyone in the movie. That's my. That's why no one did anything after this with this. I'm just like the directors, like neither of them. Like, I think one of them does. I was looking at it a second ago. One of them has does like some TV work. Like he directed a couple episodes, Supernatural, Lucifer, and like the From Dust Till Dawn TV show. But they've they've never really made another like movie that I've heard of. Well, also like that the main actress like was like accosted for her part in the film. Like people would yell at her on the street, and you know she also 
won a Razzie for like best worst acting. Like that that has to like take a toll on your self confidence and make you be like, all right, fuck this. She had the the Jake Lloyd experience. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, this mm. is pod racing. Because I, I think she's. Let's go down the line. Out of ten loose cigarettes, uh, that you kicked into the river, Sam, or no wait, you go last. Uh, Mitchell, go first. Uh, I would give it seven point three three. You can't have point. Of course, you cannot have point three loose cigarettes. Okay, fine. Yeah, you seven can. loose cigarettes just, out of ten. It's the only smoker just here. Some you can random have tobacco on the ground, I guess. I have a little bit on my shirt because I roll my own cigarettes. Uh, Julia, there you go. Um, I'm gonna give it six loose cigarettes in the bottom of my bag that I kicked into the river. Um, just because like it wasn't it wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be but i also didn't dislike it and i think that it did definitely start an entire shape an entire generation of horror slash scary movies so a lot of my takeaway from a movie is like rewatchability and i don't think this has that so that hurts it but at the same time it is like obviously a piece of movie history like a lot of things came out of this so i'm gonna give it five loose cigarettes um in the bottom of a bag that i kicked into the river and sam you are the uh ultimate and best positioned reviewer so go ahead and go off queen i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take all my cigarettes i'm gonna put them in a bag and i'm gonna throw them into the river i'm gonna give it 10 out of 10 i think it really does a lot of what it set out to do really well i think everything that we talked about I don't really see it failing in a lot of those ways. Um, you know, maybe, maybe time doesn't do it service, but in a way time also does it service and kind of gives it cinematic era bonuses, like kind of tossed its way. It's like, it's not as good. Oh, but like it was, it did sort of like mark this moment in time. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pay respect to it and, and give it All 10 right. out of 10. Well, that's a lot of loose cigarettes. So um that, I think that might be the highest rating anyone's given any movie so far. I don't think I was about to say Julia gave Les Mis a nine. Wow, it's high praise. No, no, I I'm, I'm committed. All right, hey, stick to your guns. All right, well, that was that was a good one. Um, yeah, it's my turn now. Okay, Mitchell, you're you're in charge. You're large and in charge. We're gonna watch Suspiria. Not not Which the 1977 one, one the 20 oh, 2018 one. I've seen the 1977 one probably like 10 times. This was Before never on my radar. So what the hell is this about? Uh it's about a coven of witches who operate a dance school. And divided Berlin during the Cold War. Yep. Mitchell and I, well, Mitchell didn't get drunk. I got drunk and we watched this and I woke up at the end. You watched, you watched, you watched 77. You watched the Argento one. This one I think is a much better movie. (laughs) Is this, is it pretty scary or what? Or is it like psychological Uh, horror? There's a couple couple spots 
that are unsettling for sure. This movie is it sexy? This... <laughs> well, it depends on how you feel about Tilda Swinton. Nope, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm at in all. favor. I'm in favor. What about Tippy Hedren's? All right, well, we're differing what about opinions. Tippy Hedren's granddaughter. I don't know who you're talking about. Dakota Who's Johnson, there? whose mom is Melanie Griffith. How young is she? Is she young? She's the Fifty Shades of Grey, Grey girl. Ah, yes. Ah, no, unsexed. She has no eyebrows. No eyebrows. The that's woman, the woman with no eyebrows. Hot. That's hot. Freak bait. What about Let's Tilda go. Swinton and old man? I don't maker? know. After listening, after listening, absolutely, absolutely, every minute Tilda Swinton. After Epstein stuff, I don't feel comfortable being attracted to any Hollywood person at all because I feel like they were abused. Uh, probably Dakota Johnson is third generation Hollywood. Her mom was in the bird, or her mom was in um, Body Double, and her grandma was in The Birds. Is that the girl from Cat in the Hat? That's Dakota <laughs> Fanning. That's a diff- Dakota me. Johnson is a different person. Dakota Johnson does not have a younger sister who's a much better actress. <laughs> and that's on Elf. There's a younger Dakota. How many Dakotas Fanning? can there be, though? I mean, honestly, a uh, two. Yeah, two. There's only two. Can you, there's, I guess, there's David Dakota, but it's not spelled that way, and he makes like soft corn gate, soft core. Gay porn. Soft corn. Soft corn. <laughs> I, dude, just watch a David Dakota movie and you'll see what I mean. He's the guy who made DB yeah, Cooper And how porous it is. Oh. And the one of the I'm eye. a huge fan of his work. Okay. I've, I've had enough of this corn thing that we're talking about. <laughs> um, why, don't, why don't we all say goodbye? Bye bye. Can we still hang out? This quarantine sucks. I'm lonely. This is Vincent Price talking to you again from the grave. From hell. Good night. Vincent Price is in hell. Good night, fair adventurers. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Good night, Mr. Vincent.